This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hey, Catherine. Hi. You sound just like Ed Burns, the actor. I've, I've heard that before. Are you talking to me, Catherine, uh, Gordon? Uh, yeah, yes. I've heard that I do sound like Ed Burns. We're both from Long you Island, did, so right? maybe that's a I part of like, it. Wait a minute. Ed Burns is doing sports radio? This yeah, is no, so Ed weird. Burns is not doing many shows anymore, but uh, I don't think that he's fallen. He's not fallen down this far so far. I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> this is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Ed Burns, huh? Right. I, I've heard that I sound, I'm a, I'm a sound alike for Ed Burns. Wow. Look at you. Mm-hmm. The more you know, is that what that was? That's it. That's Harvey, it. Har- Harvey's doing his own show again. <laughs> On 98.7 ESPN. Ed Burns would kill to do this show. You think? Uh, it's not even a question. Well, you know, we went to Billy Joel last night, and one mm-hmm. of the things about a Billy Joel show at the Garden is he always brings out a special guest. Who was a it? A special musical guest. Yeah. And last night, the musical guest was the actor Kevin Bacon. No kidding. Yeah, Kevin Bacon is, a, is also, I guess, in his free time. He got all the talent. He's also a, a musician. He does. I think he's in a band with his brothers. Really? And uh, he came out. He's playing guitar on the, the song The Entertainer. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Nice. Anytime I see people that are already successful at one thing and then they're they're good at something, I'm like, all right, shut up, get out of here. <laughs> Some of us don't have that many that many talents like you do. All right, like you see somebody who's like a good singer and a dancer, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're doing acting. Uh, no, yeah. Enough, enough out of you. Yeah, you're making enough money. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks a lot for letting me know. Just, but there's something to be said for being great at the one thing you do. And so that's you. I've heard. I don't know. Great. I don't know that for a fact. But oh yes, I've absolutely. Heard, I've heard these things. Oh, there's no question about it. No question about it. Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damon for Dan Grasser, Big Daddy Ty Butler at ten o'clock here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. So listen, I don't want to see Edwin Diaz, Gordon. I don't want to see him. No. But I understand. I understand why Buck Showalter wants to see him. <laughs> I could understand that too. <laughs> because he he's seen his 3-1 lead now become a 5-3 deficit. So I, I get why he wants him. But, Buck, you're probably not coming back next year. And you don't think? I don't, it feels very up in the air. I would think if you're bringing in your new baseball guy, doesn't he want to bring in his own people? We don't want to bring in his own manager? I would think so, but maybe he sees Buck Show. It kind of depends on what kind of team the Mets are going to have next year. Are they going to be... Where on the uh, on the competitive scale are they going to fall? Is it just that they're just rebuilding and they're not really putting a pressure on wins and losses on the day to day? Because I think that would drive Buck kind of nuts. But are they are they trying to win and it's just diminished expectations? I don't know. I think they they hope to still be a wild card team at worst. Well, if that's the case, then why wouldn't you keep Buck Showalter? You know. Because I just think that whoever this whoever comes in, and I'm I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping they call David Stearns, mm-hmm. and he says, you know what, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I don't want your stinking job. He, he's not going to come <laughs> here. Oh my god. I I want I want Theo Epstein, Gordon. I want Theo Epstein. That's what I want. You know, I was talking to Regazzo mm-hmm. on Sunday, and he said, which I didn't hear. Gordon, did you know that David Stearns actually took a step backwards from some of his duties in Milwaukee because he was getting fatigued? Uh, I did. I think I did know that 
I think oh. that was earlier on that he did that. Um, that's like, not a recent thing. I don't I'm think. Like, well, well, Regazzo made it seem like it was, you know, this happened again. You're right, it, I, before. But it's like, I'm like, he's taking a step back? What? What? He's trying to, what is he trying to do? Rest up before he comes here? That's not a good sign. No. It's not. I get that the contract is up this year and, and hopefully he comes here, but I'm just saying, for me, me, I know Steve Cohen doesn't give a diddly squat what I think. Okay? Because I don't pay tickets to come in his in his city field stadium. But can you give me somebody, Gordon, that has a track record of having turned things around? Can you give me somebody who who recreated Chicago and Boston? Can you give me somebody who's done that? That's who I want. That, that, to me, would be perfect to go along with an owner who's trying to recreate the ownership of this team that he was a fan of. I mean, he tried to do it by buying, the, buying his way, okay? It, it didn't work. So now give me somebody who can, who can handle this. No disrespect to Stearns, but Gordon, I, I'm not seeing Milwaukee running out of the central. I, I, I have missed the Milwaukee Brewers World Series parades. <laughs> Every year, I, I, I did not. I did not catch them. I'm not generally a parade guy, but I did not see those Brewers World Series parades. I know I haven't seen them. No, uh, I know I haven't seen them. So, yeah, so that's it's, me. It's it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be not just getting a person to fill that job. It's supposed to be about getting the best candidate. It's kind of hard yeah. to 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 look at the landscape. And look, it's is it possible that 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 Steve Cohen goes to Theo Epstein and Theo says, "I have no interest at any yes. price. I'm not going back and, and running another baseball." I'm okay, good. fine, but at least strike out there first. That's where the list should start. Yes, and and I don't care if it's if it's the type of thing where oh Mets get turned down by Theo Epstein. That's the right. That's the first person you should be going in. And if he no if you strike out with him, okay, then we're on to on to the second and the third and the fourth. Yes. I just hope they have a backup plan in case Stern says no. Because how do I know oh that he – How that... do I know, Gordon, how do I know that he looks at what they did this season and says, you know what, I'm, I'm having second thoughts about what's going on over there. How do I know? I don't know. If they were struck out with him after waiting three years to fill this – we still don't have a head of baseball. Well, whose fault is that? Yes. We, we have to get David Stern. That's the only person who can do this job. The only guy. That's it. That's it. That sounds like, like the Yankees. You can't yeah. fire Brian Cashman. Who else are you going to get to run them? That's right. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Nobody can do it but him. No, but nobody can do it but him. <laughs> You've got people no on the payroll who, who have done the job successfully. Yes. They're and already within cheaper. the organization. We don't even have to leave the building. I know. And they already know what's going on. They already have. They've already gone through uh, uh, HR. They already yes. have keys to the building. They, they, they're, they're here. They're already, they're already employed by us. That's right. And you don't have to spend money for a press conference because they're already hired. No food, nothing. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Here they are. That's the way it goes. Now, amazing. speaking of Buck Showalter, he was asked about this Pete Alonso thing. And Gordon, you and I have talked about it. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. It is amazing how this has taken its a life of its own. Because Milwaukee says that they were within field goal range of getting Pete Alonzo. I don't know what, 60-yard field goal, 50-yard field goal, 25-yard field goal? Yeah, who did they have goal? as their field goal kicker? Did they have the guy from Baltimore, or did they have, <laughs> did they have some other guys? <laughs> exactly. So I don't, know, I don't know how far they were 
from the field goal how long this field goal was supposed to be. And the Mets are like, no, nah, it wasn't that close. Eh, it wasn't that close. But nevertheless, this is something that's been in the wind now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, folks are calling like, I don't want to lose Pete Alonso. I want – this is my guy. I want him here. I want to come see Pete Alonso play for the Mets. So Buck Showalter was asked, hey, listen, is how's Alonso taking this situation now with all this trade talk? Well, we're all human beings. I mean, I, you know, you, you try to de- deflect. He's handled a lot of things that would affect normal people as far as the toughness. He's, he's handled. I mean, I, there's probably 10 things like that that nobody's really aware of that happened off the field. And I mean, I could go back. I've been amazed at how tough he is mentally and uh, emotionally, as many swings as there are at this level. You know, you're great one day and next day you're not. And I'm not going to sit here and say that some of that stuff, you know, I talk to him every day. Today, he, Seem to be in a really good frame of mind. Try to make a pass by Pete. Sometimes we sit down in my office to talk about the price of rice. I'm not going to tell you it doesn't. You know, we're all, we all have a, because he cares so much, you know, and you do care what people think. You want it. Pete's a pleaser. He wants to please the people have expectations of him, and it's a hard act to follow every year. I mean, the guy's going to drive in 100 runs again, hit 40 home runs again. I mean, he's going to post up every day. I mean, we're lucky to have him. So while you're sitting there and you guys are talking, and chatting. What did you say when he says, how come you never retaliate when pitchers hit me? <laughs> did that ever come up when you're talking about the price of rice? <laughs> how about the price of hitting somebody on the other team? <laughs> what does it take? What's what it going to take? take how much rice do we need here, Buck? <laughs> Let me know. Come on, Skip. What's it going to take? How can I get some? Show me some love, Skip. <laughs> show me some love. Buck, show me some love. I know you love me. I know you're impressed by what I do. I know you love my 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 uh, fifty and my forty and hundred RBIs. I know you love it. I know you love it. But do you really love me? <laughs> do you really care about me? Oh man, it's unbelievable. Yeah, maybe what was it? But the guy Mike Vanderjet, who was the guy that was the Colts kicker? Yeah, he was Van- a bad, yeah. He was a bad yeah. kicker. He was awful. Vanderjet. Yeah, that's what I said. I got yeah. it. I he got was it. he was awful. So that's that's the situation with the Mets right now. Who just tied the game? That's nice. This there you guy, go. Look at this. Get, fire this up the music, people. This guy Stewart. Has... Yeah, he's been a, he's been a godsend. He's been a he's been something else. We need some Met wins here. Come on, let's pull off Why? another win here. No, we don't need any more wins. And We're Texas good. needs these wins. I know they do. No, the Mets don't need wins. Please lose as many as you can. They should. That, that would be no what's question. best. Yeah. I, both both local teams, that's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. I heard LaGreca and Grasa talking about it earlier. And, yeah, you never root for your team to lose. Never. Never. No, but it's better in the long run. But, you know, it's the perfect world. You get to see young players, okay? You get to take a look at how the, the, the future, what the kids are in the minors, and you lose a one-run game. And you're entertained, yeah. right? You know, and you lose. You're competitive. It's not that you're getting whipped 12 to 3 and it's unwatchable. You're in the game. It's a back and forth game. It's entertaining. You just don't want to, it's okay if you don't win. It's okay. Nobody roots for their team to lose. Nobody, nobody, nobody's first choice is salad, right? (laughs) Nobody wants to go to the gym every day. Nobody wants to save. They want to go out and spend their money. But but that's what's best for you in the long term. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, the Mets, if you're a fan, I get it. You don't want to sit there and watch the losses every day and you're watching the games, but that's what's best in the long run. Yes. Yeah, I'd love to have pizza every single day, but if I did, I know I'd put on some pounds. Yeah. So I I mix in a salad every once. I do a little grilled chicken. It's not what Mm -hmm. I want to do, but it's what's best for me long term. Yummy. Yeah, long term. That's what we got to think. And that's how you view it. You know, I mean... This is this is wasted time here. It is. If you could somehow fast forward to the end of the schedule, we would. But we got to sit here. <laughs> we, we, we may as well get something out of it. We might as well. And, and especially for the Mets, what, what, what the Mets are talking about, they, they're kind of going with a little bit more of a youth movement. Yeah. What, as much as they've added to the the minor leagues, wouldn't you like to have your new head of baseball operations come in? and have a top five pick in the draft, mm-hmm. if that's possible? Wouldn't yes. that be fantastic? That would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then, you know, you got Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother. You got yeah. him. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some other folks that you've written. Let's see them all. Right. Maybe you get Freddie, Fre- Freddie Freeman's cousin. Who knows? Yeah, he I'm, might get yeah, some absolutely. other guys. I said this yesterday, Gordon. It's, it's, I said, why is it that New York always gets the wrong brother? <laughs> with 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 due respect to Eli, we'll put Eli yes. aside. Eli he was the exception to the rule. He was the exception to the rule. Yes, love Gerald Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Dominique? No, he was not. <laughs> he was not Dominique. He's not Dominique. You know, loved loved Ray Williams, the late mm-hmm. Ray Williams. Loved him. Mm-hmm. You wasn't Gus. No, you wasn't Gus. You know, there's there's a there's there's just you know you always you always end up get we always get the with with one or two exceptions, you always get the wrong brother. Always get the wrong brother. And look, he might he might turn out to be good. He might be, but I, he's not going to turn out to be Ronald. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Ronald was was oh. I think he was competing for MVPs when he was his brother's age. I know, he was in the majors. Oh, he's that guy's on commercials now. Mm-hmm. It's it's who has more commercials? Can I say this? Is Patrick Mahomes the new oh Peyton Manning? Oh, my Lord. Is he the new Peyton Manning? He's selling everything. He's selling everything. He's he got home movies, and all of a sudden everything. Patrick Mahomes shows up. I mean, <laughs> He's everywhere. Is that Patrick Mahomes in the background? Again? It's, a, it's amazing. And I, I'll tell you, Josh Allen is not that far behind, and Josh he's, Allen he's, hasn't won squats. I know. And he's getting a lot of these commercials. I know. I know. That overtime game really helped him out. It really did. <laughs> wow, this guy's going to be amazing in a couple of years. A couple of years later, we're like, well, the no, window we of opportunity for the Bills is closing. They better win Monday night. Yeah. Well, we thought he was going to be pretty good. Oh, you never know. Well, we've been wrong before. Fire that guy who said that up. <laughs> this is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, Gordon, a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe about a week ago, ESPN Plus had an article, and they were talking about NFL teams likely to take a step back this coming mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, one of there were uh, a couple of them. One of them that jumped out at me, ironically, was uh, the 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 teams in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, both the Eagles and the Steelers. Now, for me. If the Steelers take a step back, that means they're going to be under 500. Yep. And as you mentioned earlier, when you have, uh, you know, when Mike you Tomlin. have Mike Tomlin, you're not under 500. Nope. You know, they find a not. way. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
They were what were they? Uh, nine and nine, seven and one. No, it was twenty twenty. They were nine and eight last year. Nine and eight. Yep. So they were nine and eight last year. Mm-hmm. They had a minus thirty eight point differential. They had they were six and five in games decided by seven points or fewer. So and, and look, I mean, you got to take into consideration, Gordon. They lost T.J. Watt for most for like a the lot opener. of the season, and they were breaking in a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So I don't think they take a step back. I think they take a step forward. Because you know Pickett's going to be better. You think. You know, you think he would. You think. I mean, listen, he's, he's you know, he's in the bottom five of the um, – I know he's in the bottom five of SI's AFC quarterbacks. But still, you think he's going to get better. And and I think if they make some adjustments to the offensive line where they could get a little bit of, of, of push for the run game, that's certainly going to help him. So I don't know if I agree with that. I think they'll. I think they're going to take a step forward. According to uh, Warren Sharp, who uh, does his um, strength of schedule, he does it based on what Vegas uh, predicts team mm-hmm. win totals will be. So he, th- that's how he looks at your schedule uh, based on the win totals. The Steelers have the eighth easiest schedule this year mm-hmm. out of all the NFL. And the, uh, the Eagles, they're not far away. They have the 13th easiest schedule. So they had right. a very easy schedule last year. Now they had an unbelievable year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know what is considered a step back. I mean, they were 14 and three. So if they went 11 and five and still won the division, I guess that's considered a step back. Right. If they don't get back to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they're at a pretty lofty peak right now. And it doesn't feel like anybody ever wins the NFC East two years in a row. So it feels like that might be a safe prediction. Right. And see, for them, they say that the Eagles were the third healthiest team in football by adjusted games lost. They were 12th in. 2021 and 30th in 2020 so they didn't have they had some injuries but they were you know didn't have a bunch of injuries so that clearly helped them and obviously Jalen Hurts I mean yeah he missed two weeks at the end of the season but Gordon he took a major he didn't take a step forward he took like four or five steps forward from the way he was oh in the offseason to you know um what he what he performed last year so I know they had changes I know that's always the challenge when you have when you go deep into the postseason you have some success you lose coaches you lose players I get it but I it's it's if the quarter if the quarterback continues to play the way he's played and the defense is close to the defense they had last year Gordon I don't see them take you're right okay they were 14 and three okay 13 and four if they're still winning the division, yeah, I think that's so. still winning the division. Now, if you're 11 and five and they win the division, okay, that's not as good as as 14 and three. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't really look at that as much of a step back. That's just saying, hey, this team was really good last year. It's kind of hard to duplicate that again. Well, they were six and five. I mean, they were six and one in the seven games in games decided by one point and seven points or less. Six okay. and one. Mm-hmm. So you know they won the close ones. And listen, Gordon. I, there's, this is the this is today's NFL. There's maybe three or four really good teams, and there's everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and it is. fluctuates a lot from year to year. And it fluctuates year to mm-hmm. year, and and part of it is your record in close games. That's what makes the difference. Listen, that's why the Giants were so successful last year, Gordon. They were pretty good with records and cl- pretty good record in close games. Yep, and they had a they had a very easy schedule last year. This year, a little bit more. Uh, middle of the road, so th- it is a step up for them. Um, but you take a look at we're talking about quarterbacks in the NFC. It's not a great batch. No. Nope. So if you're paying your quarterback forty million dollars a season, 
that should be a sign that you're expecting a team to be halfway decent. And um, and the, the, the Giants, the Giants could kind of take a, a slight step back. Mm-hmm. And I still think they're going to be in the playoff chase this year because I just I don't think that there's that many great teams in the NFC. So the Giants were a team that uh, was listed as taking a step back. We mentioned the two Pennsylvania teams. And then there's the Minnesota Vikings, who were 13-4. and four. Won a lot of close games. 9-0. and oh. Yeah. Seven points or fewer. Nine and zero, oh. and they were they were a classic fraud team. Yeah, they were. They were not as good as their record says that they were. No, no, nope, they weren't. As we found out, <laughs> right? I mean, Giants absolutely dismantled them. So, yep, you know, so that's uh, Bill Barnwell put that article together. But you know, I think, see, the Giants, they can still they can still make the postseason. Even if they take a step, they could be. See, look, what's worries about the Giants is that it doesn't really feel like they made any big improvements. And last year, a lot of things went right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what worries you, at least for me. Yeah. Like the, I don't yeah. look at them. Oh, okay, they had this great season. They win a playoff game. They do this and that. Darren Waller, I think, is a good piece, but I'm a little worried about him staying healthy. I like mm-hmm. the kid Hyatt that they took in the draft. That mm-hmm. seems like a piece. You figure that some of the young players that they drafted a year ago, Evan Neal, Thibodeau, mm-hmm. they're going to be a little bit better. Yep. Jones, second year in the system. But it doesn't feel like they made some big big move in the offseason. And look, right. sometimes making big moves in the offseason isn't the way to go. Sometimes you have to develop from within. But yep. what worries you about the Giants is it felt like everything went right. From week one last year yeah. – and beating Tennessee, it felt like everything kind of went their way. And generally, you don't have two years like that in a row. No, you don't. But I think they are offensively, I think with the young kids, I think at least they're more of a threat to put points on the board than they were last year. They have to score more points this they, year. They, they have to be more explosive. Touchdowns. They got to get touchdowns. Yeah. There's no question about it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, let's go to the phones. We'll hear from uh, Daniel Jones in a second. Anthony's in Harlem. Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Evening, gentlemen. You guys are great together. Super entertaining. Thank you. I wanted to get your thoughts on the AFC. Um, you know, I, I look at this, this situation as a Jet fan, and I'm, I'm starting to believe a little bit, you know, in the hype. And, uh, you know, I look at Buffalo, and, and you know, I'm not going to count them out. Like some people are saying, not going to make the playoffs. I think that's crazy, but I do think that three years in a row, and the way they got knocked out of the playoffs last year, they got steamrolled at home, right, by the Bengals. I think something's not right there. I, I think the message might be kind of lost. Um, you know, the team that kind of really scares me is not the Chiefs in the AFC, it's the Bengals. You know, they really got, like, they were right there. They were a play away from going to the Super Bowl, and, and you know, I wonder – you know, maybe the Jets coaching can, can hang with. I know this is crazy to say, but Zach Taylor is a really good coach. I'm curious what your thoughts are, guys. Well, I'll tell you this, Anthony. If I were a Jet fan, they both would scare me. <laughs> I don't know if he's saying, I don't worry about those Chiefs. Those Chiefs, they don't scare me one bit. I'd, no, both, I'd be concerned about both of them. I yeah. really would. Uh, listen, you understand what Joe Burrow's a heck of a quarterback. And Absolutely. listen, you talk about an offensive line. You talk about a guy that doesn't have an offensive line. Yeah. I mean, running for that, his life. Uh, you know, what sixty some sacks? He got hit sixty something or something like that last year. That now that's somebody that's got to worry about his old line, and they found a way to be successful. So, listen, 
They got a lot of weapons. Joe Burr is an outstanding quarterback. Um, you know, it's it's. This, but I said it yesterday. This is what you embrace now as a Jet fan. Okay, I get that you're not used to this. I understand that you're used to, to you know, to, oh, it's, the, it's Kansas City. We, we can't beat them. It's Cincinnati. We can't beat them. It's this. You embrace that challenge now. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? This is what you – you have a team that the experts say your defense is very good. Your offense is much improved. You may not win these games, but, Gordon, you certainly should not be blown out of these games. You got the quarterback to be able to compete against the, the best in the AFC, and if you can compete against the best in the AFC, there's no reason to think that you can't compete against anybody. Now, I don't know that they can beat all of them. Absolutely. That's what we play the season for, and I would grant you that the Chiefs are the defending champions. They're still the team to beat. Uh, the Bengals are really good. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC. It is. So it's going to be a gauntlet, but this is the reason why you went out and, and not just got a different quarterback. You got the the best quarterback who was available in Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers. And you held out when people were thinking, oh, it's crazy. Aaron Rodgers is not going to want to go to the Jets. The Jets don't have any interest in Derek Carr. They don't have any interest in Derek Carr because they were going after Aaron Rodgers and they got him. So yeah. we'll see how this plays out this year. But, uh, yeah, you're supposed to compete against – you're supposed to be in that kind of mix of, of teams in the AFC that are really good this year. Now, Joe Leo, I'm going to ask you, because you're the resident Jet fan in-house. If you did not have Aaron Rodgers and you had Derek Carr, how would you feel about this season? Would you still be as optimistic? I mean, clearly he was better than what Zach Wilson was last year. How would you feel about this season? Would you be as optimistic as you are with Aaron Rodgers? Not as optimistic, but it would still be playoffs or bust. Because you have to. And it would yeah, be beat absolutely. New England or bust because you have to. You wouldn't necessarily hold the Buffalo game to the highest regard. You wouldn't actually be on Monday Night Football if you didn't have Rodgers. But <laughs> it would. those are the two checkpoints, at least to start out for every Jet fan. Beat New England, potentially win the division, make the playoffs. And for a lot of Jet fans, if you make the playoffs, it's gravy after that. But... I subscribe to, you know, AFC championship game or bust because you don't go out and get Rodgers to not at least compete for a Super Bowl. So for you as a Jet fan, you got to go deep in the postseason for it to be a success. For this year with Rodgers, absolutely. You have okay. to get to the, the AFC championship game because you're now held in that same regard as Cincinnati and Kansas City because you got arguably the third best quarterback in the division or in the mm -hmm. conference, I mean. All right, it's interesting. It's interesting. Because Gordon, there's a, and you, you you said it, he was the best available quarterback. Absolutely. Not and he wasn't even close. And yeah. the, the only downside is you don't have him for as long as you have some other guys. Right, right. But then again, when you look and see the thing that hurt Carr, everyone said, well, he's younger and everything. Yeah, I understand that, but his playoff record has been awful. He's just I mean, not Gordon, as good. He's, not, he's, not <laughs> he's just not as good. Simple, right? Uh, it's, it seems pretty simple, right? I mean, that's the thing about if you had gotten car, there would be diminished expectations because you would have time. Mm -hmm. There is a time aspect to this. And I, I get that Roger says he's going to play two years, maybe beyond that three to four years. He's going to play forever. There, there's a time aspect here. Yes. Uh, and, and if you don't get to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl in whatever time he is here, 
The problem is you're back at square one. Yeah. And you're back at square one, if, if nothing else changes, with a, a GM who blew the second pick in the draft and blew it really bad. Oh. You know, like Trey Lance, that's a blown pick, but we don't really know whether or not Trey Lance can play. Yeah. It's pretty clear Zach Wilson can't play. Yeah. It is. So that's why there's that pressure aspect. And I would just say to Joe, I don't know who these Jet fans are, but if they feel like if they won the division and then didn't win a playoff game that they would be satisfied with this season, I can tell you right now, no. they are lying to your face. Well, Absolutely. right now they would be. Right, they're no, saying that right they're, now. Yeah, they're lying. If you won the A, if you go out this year and win the AFC East, one of the most competitive divisions in the sport, and then you lose your first playoff game? All bets are off. You're right. You're right. You're you're one thousand percent right. You're looking for a new head coach, and a new GM, probably. And probably, uh, a I don't new think the GM's going anywhere, but definitely a new head coach. You're looking for a new head coach because he's going to be blamed for the fact that you didn't go deeper. Right, it's because be if blamed. you win, if you win in the AFC East this year, you're going eleven and five, uh, eleven and 12, six, twelve yeah, and five. Yeah, oh, these numbers, I hate them. I hate I know, the extra crazy. game. It's crazy. But you're winning eleven, twelve games. You got to win a playoff game if you're winning Absolutely. eleven, twelve games. I mean, come on. If you, if you, I mean, Gordon, you, you win the division, you're getting the bye. <laughs> well, there's only the one now, so that's you know? the problem. But, yeah, yeah. if, you, if you're, you're winning the AFC it. East, you, you very well might be the number one seed. Yeah, because that's the toughest one you might be. You might have a chance to get a bye. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's – no. That's – one and done is not good. <laughs> it's not good. There will be – listen, I'll tell you this, Gordon. It won't be the stuff around the Yankees. We won't be talking about will will Boone be back. No, I tell you right now, you'll have a new head coach. Yeah, you'll have a new head coach. It, it almost is like you can't really draw up a scenario where they they don't win a at least a playoff game because if they get in as like uh, as a wild card, okay, mm-hmm. they finally ended the skid. They're in the playoffs. Um, but if you don't win a playoff game. Again, you you only have so much time with Rodgers. That's right. You, you didn't get him to just simply make the playoffs. You could have gotten just about anybody to just simply make the playoffs. So I, I get it. You'll probably have him for more than one year. But in some point here, it has to be more than just make the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. It has, it has to be bigger than that because otherwise, why did you go get him? Yep. He was supposed to put you over the top kind of move. That's, That's right. an all-in kind of move. What it are is. you all in on? Making the playoffs? Yeah. No, of course not. No, no. You're all in on going deep. You're all in going deep. Now, losing a close game, AFC Championship? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I can see That's that. A success. Oh, of course. I Again, but you got to pay it off the next year. It's, a, it's like the Bills, right? If they have the type of year the Bills had a couple of years ago where they lose a heartbreaker uh, and lose it to the Chiefs or, or however they lose it, but then they don't pay it off down the road, you're, you're going to feel the same thing. You've got to be able to pay it off. Yep, absolutely. At some you point. Do. You do. And it better be soon. <laughs> it better be soon. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I think he's made a ton of progress and worked really hard to, to do it. So, you know, large credit to him and, and how he's gone about his work. You know, he's made, made a tremendous amount of progress, shown up throughout camp, making plays. So, you know, we'll continue to work towards improving altogether. And, yeah, he's in a good spot. That's Daniel Jones on Jalen Hyatt. Gordon is high on him, likes what he sees. I was telling... Um, Jordan run on 
last night, Gordon, the thing for me that, that I really was encouraged about was him missing a pass. It was the Carolina game, I believe. He missed a wide-open pass, dropped the pass, and they came right back to him, and he made the play. And that's, you know, young players don't always understand that you have to turn the page and, you know, forget the last play. He did a great job of doing that. Yeah, and look, the way the NFL is going, that receivers come into the league and have an impact in that rookie year. It used to be that receivers, it took a little while, right? Now it's, yep. it's everybody is, is, is hitting the ground running and uh, receivers uh, are, are expected to produce right away. So, And you, you've liked what you've seen from the kid Hyatt uh, leading up to the draft when the Giants got him. So, um, yeah, he should be a big part. If you're high on the Giants this year, I think that's one of the reasons you look at the yes. explosiveness that you have now added to the offense. And, yep. and part, I don't think that he's the biggest part of it, but he is mm-hmm. a part of it. Uh, he, he did beat uh, the great Sauce Gardner on that one play. The, he did. the pass was behind him, that's but right. uh, he's, got, he's got some wheels. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, Joe Shane continues to rework this roster, Gordon, uh, with some folks that he remembers from before up in Buffalo. That would be... Uh, defensive standout Boogie Basham and mm-hmm. he talks about his relationship with Joe Shane. So yesterday I flew in around like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Well, I went through all the medical stuff. Came here, Joe Shane, big hug, dap ups, good to see you again. It's like, so he the reason I got drafted Buffalo in the first place. So then coming here, he wanted me here. So that's like a little bomb we got right there for sure. When you say he's the reason you got drafted, is he yeah. like one of the scouts? The first yeah, scouts one, one of the first scouts that contacted me, talked to me in the process. And uh, he was like, he's like, I really want you with Buffalo. So it kind of, I knew it was going to happen eventually. Just had that bomb with him before he left Buffalo. All right, so how'd you find out you were traded? I was eating breakfast at the stadium, and then they called me to the side and said, you're getting traded right then. So I had to make that quick transition to come out here yesterday. Well, at least he didn't find out on the ESPN crawl. <laughs> he did not check the scroll. The scroll yeah, is where we go and get our breaking him. news. That's it. Come on, everybody. Harrison see. Bader was busy uh, blocking the screen. He couldn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> he really. He was Check backing up into it like he was catching a fly ball with a, on the razzmatazz that he has. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, as you mentioned, Gordon, you know, Shane trying to do some things to rework this roster and, and try to get it, you know, get his folks in there, his type of players in here and uh, do it at a, you know, at, with, with the assets that he has via, via draft choices and to also try to, you know, rework this roster with that limited funds that he's got. He walked into a very difficult situation. They both did did last year. uh, Weren't really able to make big moves. They did have the draft picks, but that was about it. And uh, it's not really going to be until this upcoming offseason that they're actually going to be able to do the really big things. But it's all about overturning every rock and and finding any way that you can find any level of improvement. So good job by Joe Shane. They did a fantastic job year one. It was more, I think, on the coach last year. This year, I think it's a little bit more on the GM. So – um, hopefully it does fire like we hope. You know what's been really interesting about this camp for the Giants? You haven't heard a thing about Saquon Barkley. No. He's, he's been, it's like, it happened in the beginning about this. Ever since, it's business as usual for him. Occasionally he'll say something as far as, you know, how the players are and the changes he's seen with Daniel Jones or something like that, but you know, he is he, he's the ultimate team guy. He's come in, no mention about stuff. Uh he's just ready to go to work and ready for the season. And he will let his his he will speak through his actions on the field. 
the best thing that maybe happened to the Giants offseason was the Jets offseason because now the Giants can just fly right under the radar and just be about productive. I mean, the way we talk about the Jets, you would think that they were the team that went to the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. It's true. It was the Giants that did that. So at one point, the offseason, oh, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones contract. Oh, they got it settled. <laughs> it all got worked out. Oh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. They all got settled. It all got worked out. Under the radar. We're not mm -hmm. on hard knocks. We're not the toast of the town. Yeah. We'll just go out and produce on the field, hopefully. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that that's just the way the Giants want it. You guys oh, have all the spotlight. We'll just be over here trying to get better. Yeah. No question. No question. That's what they expect. That's what they want to do. And that will be really courtesy of Daniel Jones. And we talked about it earlier. He's got to take that next step. He's got to be as efficient as he was uh, last season when he was the RPO guy. Mm -hmm. He's got to be able to get the ball down the field. He's got to be able to be have great execution in the red zone. They have to. He has to put up more touchdowns and more yardage than he did last year. That's really this season is really about Daniel Jones. Did is he their franchise quarterback? Can he move into? I mean, Gordon in the NFC, I think, I don't know. He's probably already a top 10 quarterback in the NFC. Oh, clearly. Yeah. So, so the question is, he might be top five. So, so the question is, can he merge into, you know, the conversation of top 10, 11 in the league? And that's what you have to see from him this season. Last year, he did what was necessary to be done and did take great strides as the season went along. Think about where we were, where the conversation was surrounding Daniel Jones at this point last year is he even going to be here is this the guy that uh, that uh, the Giants are going to stick with and pay after the season and then we got through the season and we saw yeah absolutely this is the guy they're going to stick with so uh, if he can he has to now take that he has to get better yeah he has to get better it's great that he was able to go from the question mark to start the season to the to the to the exclamation point at the end of the season but now it's got to they have to be more explosive on offense they are not going to be able to do the same thing this year that they did last year. They're not going to sneak no. up on teams like they did last year, maybe. They have to get more explosive, and a lot of that ties into the quarterback making plays down the field. He's got a great weapon now in Waller. Mm -hmm. Hyatt looks like a real piece. They added some other pieces in terms of receivers there that have some health questions, so that's going to be a part of it. The offensive line is going to be a part of it, but yep. a lot of it is going to – you're paying the quarterback $40 million for a reason. All right, so let me ask you this. This is the important question, Gordon. How did the draft go for you last night? Oh, my fantasy draft? Yes. Uh, yeah, that was Monday. Uh, Monday it was horrible. Okay. I, I hate my team. I hate everything about I had the 11th oh. pick out of 12 teams. It was horrendous. I complained to the commissioner on a repeated basis. It, it did not go anywhere. I kept trying to work my I – was, I was working the phones. I was like Joe Shane working the phones trying to get out of that 11th pick. And, every, Larry, every time I, – I, all right, I'm, I'm watching the thing go. I got this guy. I just got to get this guy back. I just got to get this guy back to me. I mm -hmm. just got to get – I got three more picks to go. This guy needs a receiver. This guy needs a tight end. I'm looking for a running back. Oh, I just need the running back to fall. Never would fall to me. Wow. Terrible. The season's already over. You know, some, really? some people so? put on a brave face and say, we're, we're going to do the best with what we have. I'm the cash and the chips guy right from the jump. Done. It's done. It's, it's already over. 
I, unlike Brian Cashman, who's in it to win it, I am not in it to win. I have just, <laughs> I have made a donation to the other 11 gentlemen in the league. Uh, there's no chance for my team to win it all. When you're picking 11, you got to take these wild swings, and then you right. get halfway through the draft, you're like, this was, st- I was stupid. This is stupid. Mm. Really? I'm just, I think you're going to do I was two picks in. I, I, I texted the whole league. I hate my team. Really? Right yep. away. Right away. Knew it right away. Didn't like the way things were going. Wow. Waste of time. But mm. it's football season. That's what I do. I sit That's and watch it. the Dolphins. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I got my fantasy team. It's a waste of time. I got my fan duel. That's a waste of money and time. No, no, no. Your fan duel was pretty good last year, no? It, well, it was excellent last year. We, boy, we need, we need another year, boy. The base of the Yankee season has a, Yeah, I'm whoop, sure. Woo! We've taken it on the chin on the Yankee season, Larry. Not going to lie. Yeah, but at least you finished early. You're not yes. betting on that. Yeah, oh, I've know. been out for a while. I forgot what my password is. It has to use the face ID because <laughs> I've been out. Uh, I'm away for the football season. I don't remember. The, I used to have that thing down like that. Right away, I'd know my password. Now I, I got to use the face ID. Any word on cover five? I have not heard anything on cover five. I hope cover five is coming. You know, sometimes at the station, things happen late. All of a sudden you get the announcement late. Yes. Well, we got seven days. We (laughs) kind of need to know. Counting down. (laughs) We got cover seven here. Cover seven. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that we're doing another cover five. I'll, I'll, you know, I might, I have a lot of free time. Maybe I'll I'll take a look at all the different shows and just, uh, I'll track it at home. Yeah. You could do that. Put it on the whiteboard over here. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure that'll uh, that'll make everybody happy. <laughs> Absolutely, and you'll win that too, like you did last year. Uh, that's what it's all about. Number five champion. Absolutely, no Cover money, but champion. just bragging rights. That's all. I'm that's looking it. For. That's all that counts for. That's all that counts. My friend, you be good on the radio in the morning. Recover. You, you got. You'll talk about the Yankee win. How about that? How about that? They're rolling. Nice. They're in it to win. They, they're not dead yet, Larry. They're not eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, yet, right. anyway. <laughs> sure. Be good on the radio tomorrow. See you tomorrow night, my friend. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. And for Dan Grasso, we thank you for joining us. Harvey Joe, thank you very much.